0: So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, how could, uh, some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Quick little drink break. (sighs) Alright. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone, Martha, the sister, low voice crack. Uh, Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been in there four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. All right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I guess, starting with the context, for those of you who weren't here, um, last week is, uh, Lazarus died. They sent a a message to Jesus, um, saying to come back. Jesus waited in where he was, um, which was like, a town away and uh Lazarus well Lazarus was ill to begin with then he died and then Jesus finally came over and um that is where it kind of picks up with of uh, Mary and Martha being the sisters of Lazarus um and Jesus arriving there so um yeah the, this uh, kind of first portion we'll, we'll just start by by going through it oh and also in John 9 Um, that is when the healing of the blind man happened. For those of you who are curious who weren't here for John 9, that was a whole chapter about Jesus healing uh, the blind man. Um, when she had said this, she went and called her sister, Mary in private, saying the teacher is here and is calling for you. So the teacher being Jesus. And uh, when she heard it, she uh, rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. So met Martha a bit far off and, um, was just still there when Martha went to go get Mary um when the jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw mary rise quickly and go out they followed her supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there um now when mary came to where jesus was and saw him she fell at his feet saying lord if you had been here my brother would have not died um yeah so this kind of like first chunk is is like uh, almost uh, I guess the other word for it is like exposition of like just saying what's happening there's not necessarily a ton of theological importance here but it's definitely important for context and understanding what's happening who's interacting with who and context is always important because it's uh when you take scripture out of context you can uh greatly mishandle it and teach a false message um Lord if you had been here my brother would have not died so they they sent for Jesus um when the brother was only sick the brother being Lazarus and if you had not if you were here my brother wouldn't have died and we have seen already that they aren't they're, they're still expecting a miracle out of Jesus um wait yeah they're still um expecting a miracle out of Jesus they're not denying um what like the abilities of what is kind of going to come. They're they're just they're in a state of grief. They're in a state of like going to weep and crying over their dead brother and then the Jews um coming with them and then also weeping. The next verse, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, mm-hmm. where have you laid him? Uh, they said to him, Lord, come and see. Um, Jesus wept. So there is a very important uh, kind of theological thing that we can address here is that uh, something that is talked about kind of a lot in John or at least I have brought up a lot in John and I'll kind of define it very quickly is the hypostatic union uh, the idea that Jesus has two natures one of God and one of man he has a dual nature and this is very important when it comes to us because this is this is a passage I'm going to center a lot around salvation Um, and when we are In Christ and at some point might get a feeling of like how can we ever uh, in a sense compete how can we ever live up to uh, a perfect standard in like almost exempting Christ um, as I don't know what this uplift bot is I have it muted Uh, I'm just going to server mute it Um, oh man I lost my train of thought so um competing with God Sorry, competing with um, like Jesus and saying, oh it's it's unfair because he has like a dual nature. He has like a nature of a God and like we can't compete but Jesus feels very real human emotions. Jesus feels very human like feelings he he weeps he hungers this is the part of the G- of Jesus that is a um that is his human nature and one that we cannot separate from him yes are the his god and human nature distinct in the hypostatic union yes but they're not um that does not mean that we can discount uh kind of our view of Christ that we have to remember that he experienced the same emotions and the same feelings that we have experienced throughout life he has experienced temptation where he was literally in the desert for 40 days being tempted now acting on those temptations is a very different thing where he did not we tend to actually act on our temptations um but yeah there is a very human side to jesus that we can oftentimes forget about and oftentimes we fail to relate to it Of when Christ says in passages like later in John that I have overcome the world and you can take refuge in me that doesn't feel like some sort of empty promise it is a Christ is someone who we can take refuge in because he's someone who has experienced what we actually go through because he was human just as the rest of us he still has that human nature verse 30 or any questions on that before we move on
1: well i would just say it's so It's really interesting like it's not like really a question i don't hear you know, the comments as well but i just thought i, I thought yeah it's really true like uh the temptation thing like the Abraham Lincoln quote is so good like uh, any man can handle adversity but if you want to have a man's character given power like i've never got myself in that much trouble from mm-hmm. too much adversity but i've got myself into a pretty serious trouble and i had too much uh well, you know too much power not enough responsibility honestly i hate it it's like <laughs> one of my least favorite aspects about uh about myself is struggling with impatient and all that's what happens when you play montang bro <laughs> hell yeah brother <laughs> yeah uh
0: Webster, what was your question that you're gonna have oops just okay. muted never mind what
2: are you, what are you talking about <laughs> you know how to have a question man
0: <laughs> just putting you on the spot i guess yeah,
2: yeah, he's just messing
0: with me. Go ahead, Guston. Uh, anything to, like, add, too. Like, y'all can add on to it if you think.
1: Okay, uh, so are you saying that, uh... Are you saying that, like, um... That we cannot reach the level of of, of Jesus, uh, but we can try? Is that true? Is that true, saying?
0: Well, um... So, in this life, obviously, we won't reach the level of Christ. We can, yeah. uh, with the Holy Spirit as our companion we can reflect him more and more every day but yes. the simple fact that we have not been obedient already means that we can't necessarily achieve uh full and absolute obedience to god in his law um i think that is only capable and only can happen after death when in heaven
1: yes based okay based okay what yeah, do you think face. of the Toll House theory? Uh, not related, but still Bible related. What do you think of that? Of what's it called? Toll House theory.
0: Toll House theory? theory. I can't read. I don't. I don't know what basically that is. like
1: this. So basically, it oh. goes like this. Okay. <laughs> okay. You die. All right. Okay. You're at the okay. gates of heaven, or whatever. Whatever happens, whatever we've speculated to happen, as soon as you die, right? Okay. All right. You reach reach to heaven. You're at heaven. Uh, it's sort of like, um, like a second judgment. You kind of, you go through, uh, different toll houses, sort of, uh, for, like, different things, like, uh, uh, different subjects, different sim subjects, and, um, you kind of just, like, review over your life, and it's kind of like a second judgment. What do you think of that?
0: I, I'm, I'm not for that. I, I don't, I've never heard of that, and that's a very, that very, that's a very, uh, it's a very large subject to get into, which is not necessarily revel- relevant right now. Um, but don't fret; we do have stuff that happens on Wednesdays that can answer a question about that. Because what that what that overall question is, is a, a question about eschatology. Or- yeah, well, I think
1: it, I think it's. I don't I don't think it's real cuz there's only like one scripture there's only like one verse kind of supporting it so I don't really think it's like that accurate but you know I still yeah. think it's a cool idea but I don't I don't really uh, agree with it cuz there's like only really I mean there's like one verse I don't remember what the verse is but it kind of it kind of like it's, suggests something it's, in it's, a way it's, not, it's
0: probably a random verse in revelation but yeah. it's a bit it's too off topic too. to get on to right now um one thing that so Atheist delusion sanctification um so are you asking, does I say sanctification? Or are you saying just sanctification is what I'm saying? Because, yeah, so there's a... What are you a, me? A, no, atheist uh, delusion is talking in chat. Uh, but that is probably a good thing to bring up when asking about uh, the being on par with Christ in that way of um, full obedience is uh, there's justification Which is when we are saved, there's sanctification, which happens throughout our lives with the Holy Spirit giving us conviction and leading us through light. And then there's eventual glorification when we die and uh, that essential, that judgment happens or, um, all right, peace out, Cotton. Um, yeah, glorification is what happens after, like, death. Is that what you're kind of talking about, atheist delusion? And you can also use your mic too. I know you got a mic, you coward. I wasn't saying anything in particular. Oh I was yeah, just saying that's what the subject's. Into. Okay, yeah. All right, well. Uh,
2: oh, could I ask uh, a question? It's, yeah, go for it. Uh, of course, I have my own views on it, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious about uh, if you could give me some more details about uh, what you mean by the duality of uh, Christ's nature. Um, okay. And. Just explain in more detail what you mean because, um, this was when I was growing up, this was always kind of a confusing topic for me, and maybe it's something some of the other guys have uh interest in.
0: No, it's it is definitely it definitely is a confusing topic. So, the overlying topic is called the hypostatic union, it is that Christ is both fully God and fully man while on earth, so he has two natures that are distinct. Um, and you can see portions of those natures that happen. So and this is a great passage to illustrate it, where um, Christ weeps That is a part of his human nature. If he feels very real human emotions, uh, or when Christ hungers, he feels very real hunger when he's tempted. It's not some empty, veiled temptation of where there's still a human nature that is fighting against temptations like that, but then there's also human nature where he... He's just actually human but then we have on the flip side his uh, uh, nature of deity which his nature of deity is expressed in um, in like John 1 1 through18 um, where John where the word is uh, um, of God and the word is distinct from God. And the word came down from heaven, putting on flesh, uh, what we call the incarnation. So now he has, you know, the the um, dual nature of a deity and man. And then you have things like this, where Jesus heals, a, or say previously in John, where Jesus heals a blind man, that is showing the nature of his deity. Or when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, mm-hmm. that is showing the nature of deity. And there is just, yeah, I think that's that's about all. I can say without like any yeah. follow up questions.
2: Yeah, if I I had forgotten the word so I had to look it up. I heard it before. So anyone who was also confused about the word incarnation, it means a person who embodies in the flesh a deity spirit quality. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a big word that maybe <laughs> other people might be confused about Jesus
0: is a god he's a hundred percent god that's an important thing about it is that yeah, yeah. these these natures they are not partial natures he's not half man half right. god he's a hundred percent god and a hundred percent man which mm-hmm. can similar to the trinity this leads mm-hmm. to um this leads to kind of confusion yes both at the same time it's a kind of a difficult subject to get into question. what was the question kind
1: of-
2: uh, he's 200 percent of a thing that's not exactly how it works right
1: yeah so no it's go into detail about that. it's called the holy trinity it's three in one god god takes on three forms he takes on three spiritual forms in one physical form uh
0: no you can't really we'll what you... continue okay what uh, i'm saying uh...
1: is god takes on the form of the holy spirit the father and the son which is jesus uh and in these in these uh, forms that he takes on, he has he likes to do different things. I guess kind of has different uses for these, uh, which is kind of a bad way to word it. But um, like you see that, oh, like Jesus, you know, Jesus worked through the Holy Spirit. Jesus used his, uh, he did all of his um, miracles through the Holy Spirit. He worked through the Holy Spirit, even though he is God, right? But he still worked through the Holy Spirit. I know it's kind of it can be kind of um, difficult to understand, but.
0: Um, Okay, so um, one yeah, so thing I want to clarify real quick. Uh, I don't think that you actually believe the, the wordage that you just said, because the wordage is very tricky when talking about the Trinity. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll give kind of a, a little substantive definition of the Trinity. of It is three persons and one being or essence of God. And these three persons yeah, the are the Father, it. Son, and Holy Spirit who are all 100% God, but they are also distinct from each other. And this is a... Uh, so God is 300% God? No. No. So you're thinking about it in um, material forms, which you know is obviously our default to think about it in... The way that we see the world. But this is something that we can't comprehend. It is... Uh, it is very difficult to state and beyond that definition. Uh, I don't really know how much more to get into detail about it. We did do a whole like Wednesday night thing where uh, two of my friends, uh, Theonomy and Postmill, like, broke down the Trinity and explained it because they're like smarter than me uh, and they know... A bit more what they're talking about and that's that's on like my twitch if you want to like watch the Vaughn after it um if you're still kind of like confused about it because they'll they'll break down all that stuff and eventually i'm gonna set up a bot to work and like if you have questions about that type of stuff instead of wasting time here and like redefining it and redefining it and redefining it just saying just type exclamation point trinity and like it'll like take you there um yeah. No, that's a good
2: question, though. Polar, um, uh, I, oh. I think a lot of people have that. Uh, it's kind of a confusing topic because it's, um, kind of if you think about it logically, right? It would dictate, like the way goosten said, materialistically, if you think about it, or logically, if you think about it, if someone's 100% something, 100% something, else, oh, it, it adds up to 200%, right? But, uh, like Gustin said, God kind of exists outside of this realm, right? He's, he's. He created that rule, right? He created that rule that one hundred plus one hundred equals two hundred, right? So it's maybe not too far of a stretch to think that the nature of God is a little bit more complex than the rules that we have here on Earth, right? So maybe that makes it a little bit clearer. If not, like who yeah. said, we'll probably talk about it more later.
0: Yeah, well, we'll have to we'll have to move on. Um... So, oh man, what verse do I leave i 'm just going to go back to verse thirty six The Jews said, "See how he loved him, um, but some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Um, then Jesus deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave. And a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead for four days. Um, Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So, yeah, they go go up to the tomb. Uh, Jesus tells her to, like, move the stone. Um, But... Yeah and the dude's been dead for 4 days. He's gonna he's gonna be making some like bad smells. He's already like he's been dead for longer than the Jews think is uh, able to be brought back to life. Of where it's like if you're done, if you're like you're in there for like four days, and you haven't eaten, you haven't done anything, you're you're just done, you're dead. There's no like mistaking it. There is no coming back from out of that tomb when you are done for four days. Um, and Christ responds to it, is did I not tell you that if you believed you'd see the glory of God? So like move the stone and see what is about to happen. Um, so they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, uh, I thank you that you have heard me, and I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who, came, who had died came out with his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped in cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. So... A lot of stuff there. Um, firstly, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear, me. but I said this on account of the people standing around that you may believe that they may believe that you sent me. So Jesus, from the start of his ministry, has been saying um, that he has been sent from the Father, sent from heaven, come down from heaven, uh, in order to not judge for sins in this current time, but to die for them, and then you know, in the second coming, there will be judgment of sins, but uh, right now, he is uh, giving miracles, and um, he is showing the glory of God to these people. He is showing that with miracles that he's done, and there's been turning water into wine, there's been healing of the blind man, uh, there's been the healing of another, uh, I think it was a Roman officer's son, there's been there's been many miracles, uh, then also, you know, the, the bread and the fish being broken into, uh, uh like, 500 meals, um, at least, and, yeah, that is, uh, he's been showing these things, and it's just a reiteration of what he's been saying from the beginning, uh, is to believe that, um, that they have, uh, sent him, hold on, my discord is, like, blowing up, I need to mute these servers. Uh, let's see. All right. So. Okay, now, moving on. Uh, When he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out his hands and feet, bound with linen strips and his face wrapped in cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. So. Jesus raises a man from the dead, There's obviously foreshadowing here uh, of what is to come, Uh, Jesus dying on the cross and eventually raising uh, the resurrection on the third day. But then there is also um, something to help our understanding of salvation, help our understanding of, of justification, is that Lazarus is an example of us. Jesus said that earlier in John 9 that these people are spiritually blind and spiritually dead. We are dead in our sins. We are beyond recovery. We're not like hanging on by some lifeline. We are dead. There is no coming back from the sins that we have committed in the world, at least from how it looks from our shoes. We have no redemptions our death will only re- will only pay for ourselves in the afterlife our death cannot redeem anything because our lives have been filthy and they have been dirty And that is not speaking just from how we think as men of like, oh, well, maybe I didn't like cheat and kill anyone, but that is speaking from the standards of a holy God. That is speaking from the standards of the one who sets the standards for reality. We are filthy to him, and he is the one who judges us. And so we, like Lazarus pre-resurrection, is in a very bad state. We are dead, and we are done, and there is nothing that we can do. Do you think Lazarus could have just gotten up and left the tomb? No, the man is dead. There is no hope for him left by his own means. But then Christ comes in, and he says, Lazarus, come. Lazarus, arise. Lazarus, just come back to life. And Lazarus does so, and this is... Uh, a physical representation of what happens spiritually in our hearts in our spiritually blind eyes and our spiritually dead dumb and blind eyes we are given new life in christ our eyes are now open we are given breath back into our spirit so that we may now glorify god forever and follow christ this is just that representation, but in a physical way, and I think in a way that kind of helps us understand what's happening. Um, Yeah. Oh. Uh, Any, I don't know, anything to add? Any questions? No? Cricket noises? Uh,
3: You know the other Lazarus?
1: Did they refer to Lazarus another time?
0: mm-hmm uh, that's a it's a different Lazarus Lazarus is kind of a common Jewish name uh, where the Lazarus in like Luke uh, I think it's like Luke 10 or something like that is a is a different Lazarus gray tortoise is typing was the raising of Lazarus a little a literal event yes <laughs> no it was a joke um i don't know that's kind of all i got honestly (laughs) unless uh unless y'all want to keep yeah
2: great job thanks man uh... yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i'm so great aren't i yeah i was honestly expecting it to take longer but uh you know it happens it was like we did it for like 30 minutes or so well that's that's something. We can continue. We can go over to the next kind of uh, passage of forty-five to fifty-seven. There is um uh, Oh, let's do know. something fun. That would be let's a lot go down. of uh go let's d-
2: go down the list and have other people read it. That'll keep it interesting, right?
0: <laughs> what other people read <laughs> like and give their opinion study. versus uh <laughs> um, Yeah. Um
2: where should we start?
0: i i don't know i don't know what this idea is honestly (laughs) (laughs) you've never been to like a bible study where it's like like, popcorn reading reading.
2: yeah yeah
0: (laughs) oh man um
2: there's probably a lot of shy people that like don't want to read out loud yeah probably
1: i like to read out in my language arts class but i don't like to read to random people i don't know (laughs) that's fair
0: that's um. Uh, we don't have cooties. That's interesting. No, we all have cooties. Oh dang. Yeah, we, we all,
1: yeah, we, cooties all cooties. we all have a weird things like <laughs> no. my fear of stairs. Either.
0: Oh man. You want to speak up, Blake? You've been quiet. Blake is a little ragdoll, by the way.
2: Oh, Gustin, can I ask um, some questions about you, just out of curiosity?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Go for it. Why not?
2: nothing too personal just kind of curious about your background yeah Um, you seem very knowledgeable about uh the bible by the way not just in terms of like its contents but also in uh uh theology so do you have any like uh i'm assuming you're a pretty young guy probably about college age Mm -hmm. Um, are you studying um to be a pastor at all or do you have any of that background or just a guy who really enjoys his stuff
0: uh well currently kind of a guy who really enjoys that stuff that is the ending hope but I'm sure. only like 19 and a lot of seminaries require a four year uh degree or an undergrad before you actually start attending the yeah, seminary yeah Bible school uh I'd go to a theological seminary I want to go to like a Bible college
2: or a Bible okay. college yeah that's what-
0: yeah Bible colleges are kind of I don't know I don't know what places necessarily accept degrees from bible colleges i know the kind of the big standard with a lot of places is places currently is like m divs which is a master's in divinity which you can only get from like a theological seminary um
2: are you this is kind of random question are you in the states or in canada
0: i'm in the states i'm a georgia boy oh, okay. Okay, yeah so you got my home address too <laughs> no, no. Okay.
2: Oh yes, that please. No, yes. I, I, I just know like some cemeteries and Bible colleges in Canada, at least where I'm from, that have like good reput like reputable places where you can
3: like actually yeah. get good jobs from. But okay. yeah, never mind then.
0: Yeah. Was that your only question, Webster?
2: Oh yeah, that's all. Oh, by the way, I'm from South Carolina, so yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Very yeah South cool <laughs> Southern it's boys, kind of... right?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Anybody here from Washington? Thanks for sharing.
0: Yeah.
3: Sorry, no one here is a Yankee. You know, like oh, no Yankees. No Yankees, <laughs> yeah. no Yankees wow. here. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you better have your shotgun by your side.
1: I don't need a shotgun. I've got a 50 cal.
3: <laughs> Just have a Barrett 45.
1: No, Just not that 50 out, cal. Both. The machine gun. <laughs> I prefer a Barrett. Only Dixies, only cowboy. Dixies. All right, all right, but Be-
0: before 60s. before we get too off topic, no, let let me let me end us in prayer oh, yes. and uh, and we we could do whatever. It doesn't really matter. Y'all can stay in here if you want and talk about whatever the Holocaust thing you were talking about earlier. I mean, <laughs> I don't know.
3: The, a few scriptures here.
0: You, you want to read a few scriptures?
3: Just add uh some thoughts about yeah, them. yeah,
0: go for it or are you asking me for my thoughts, or are you adding your thoughts?
3: Uh, just my thoughts, okay um, whenever the uh the it specifically points out the what the Jews said after Jesus had wept, uh, which in Latin it says uh and Jesus is crying or crying is Jesus um, the Jews respond to it by kind of crowd uh, crowd response like there was like some of them saying see how he loved him but then some others who might have thought like kind of more uh, like like they thought maybe that they were a little more uh, questioning or something mm-hmm. um, asked could he not could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying. But instead of Jesus responding to their questions, which were at least from my standpoint, seemingly empty questions because they were just accusatory and uh, kind of crowd, you know, that kind of crowd feel in Mm -hmm. the moment kind of questions uh, instead he was moved by uh well probably the Holy Spirit to go to the go to the tomb uh and continue with uh the lord's the lord's uh um will rather than to stop and and confront these these obviously empty questions,
0: yeah uh he says and he said earlier in John is like if you don't believe what I'm saying, look at the works that I'm doing. And that's just an example of how that's coming out is like what you're asking has no value, but what I'm about to do has extreme value. Yeah. Alright. Epic. Uh let me pray for us and and, uh, and we'll be we'll be done. Uh, Lord, um, I thank you for this time that we are able to uh, study um, and just see what your word had to say, God. Um, I thank you for people being here who want to uh, just at the bare minimum uh, hear the word of God being read, Lord, because at the end of the day, um, my words uh, will not last the test of time, but your words uh, will ultimately last, God. Um, I just pray for the rest of this week that we can go and just read your word and love you and glorify you, Lord. And um I just pray just for our friends, our family and ourselves that we'll have uh just be kept safe and um that mental health will be good and um yeah Lord, I just pray for all these things in your life.